This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Hi, Pooja. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Well, thank you for being here today and welcome to this chat. As I was telling you, uh, what I've heard over the years from a lot of people is that there's something missing in our lives. Someone would say, oh, I feel like, um, you know, I don't have inner peace. Someone else would say, I can't put my finger on what it is. So it's not just something that's happened in lockdown, but even before. And when I saw the title of Pooja's book, and then I explored it a little more, I thought it was really interesting because her book is called Whole, 11 Universal Truths for an Inspired Life. And she's also an NLP practitioner, and she's coached individuals, she's coached couples, she's worked with parents and kids. So I just thought, this will be a really, really interesting chat because you can have everything in the world and you can still feel like something's not right. So Pooja, welcome again to the chat. Thank you. So lovely to be here. And I'm so excited to speak to you today, Anshun. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. You're welcome. So tell me, what is wellness to you? Okay, you know, I this is a good question because I actually used to think wellness was just about you know, um, emotional wellness. You know, mm -hmm. I was always looking at it from a spiritual perspective, but I think now as, as the years have, you know, gone by, I kind of have a four-dimensional view on, where, aware, on, on wellness now. And mm -hmm. I realize that it's all about a, the balance mm -hmm. between a number of factors. And um, uh, I would say that the four key ones are the physical, which is, you know, the health and the exercise and the movement of the body. Um, secondly, I would definitely say it's nutritional because that plays mm -hmm. such a large role in our mental well-being. Um, the spiritual element of it as well, definitely. And the emotional. So, you know, the expression of emotions is also really um, important when it comes to wellness too. So I think the integration and the balance of these four factors for me uh, personally is how I look at wellness now as opposed to just, you know, being very much focused on just spiritual wellness. Mm -hmm. You know, now, now as I get older, I realize that it's a combination of these four, you know? Really well put because we have been given this body and we have to look after it to achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve, even spiritually. So that's really well put. Um, Thank now you. tell yeah. me, now I'm going to dive right in. Tell okay. me, wh how do you think one, because I read your book and you talk about these, you have these lovely chapters about these 11 virtues. Tell me, how do you think one can lead an inspired life? You know, um, it, it, it really, the book came about just, you know, just because I had so much content and I was just aching to get it out there. And whole, um, you know. It, I know it, the even, feeling. I know the feeling when you're aching to get it out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I actually didn't even see it materializing the way that it did, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could have never in my, you know, uh, I don't know, million years expect it to be out and on Amazon. And, you know, even now I have to pinch myself, but 
you know, the, the book came about because I, I started getting this realization that there was so much that I was placing emphasis on in terms of the outside world and the external world and validation. And I wasn't placing enough emphasis on, on myself and the internal virtues that I needed to work on and focus on. And um, so, you know, it, you know, we all, all of us as human beings, we have this, you know, this palpable sense of wholeness, you know, we, we crave that wholeness of being, it's like a spiritual thirst that we have, you know, to, to feel that permanent sense of happiness. And, uh, you know, it's as opposed to like running on that hedonistic treadmill of, you know, like attaining things and, you know, like becoming, you know, more, you know, dependent on the external world. I wanted to focus the book more on the 11 virtues, the really essential virtues of living a wholesome life. And so I created this book as a toolbox for people uh, to help them um, because I suffered a lot from anxiety really badly in my late 20s. And I, you know, I thought if, if there's some way I can help people overcome anxiety and you know, work on themselves, that's how the fruition of this book came about. And so I started you know, compiling all these chapters in 2017 on, on willpower, how to you know, become really strong with your discipline and your habit and the sense of awareness, self-awareness, you know, acceptance of the bad things in life, you know, how to flip the script and focus on, okay, what good can come out of this? You know, there's always some good that comes out of the bad stuff, right? Um, alignment, how do we remain in integrity to ourselves? It's not just focusing on, you know, uh, integrity to others, but how do we maintain ourselves like, that, that sense of what is our belief system, what are our values, and how do we express it? Mm -hmm. So integrity, alignment, you know, humility. Humility is so important, it's so underestimated in so many ways. Um, and I really wanted to talk about modesty versus humility, because a lot of times we think that, you know, being modest is being humble, but it's not. There's, there's a huge difference. So I talk about that in the book as well. Also, a lot of us have this fear of success. Um, you know, I, for me, for many years, I had a fear of actually of achievement. And I wanted to go really deep into the brain and understand what is blocking me? Why am I so scared? You know, I started looking into imposter syndrome. Why am I so scared to succeed? Um, at the same, on the same trajectory, I also started looking at why am I so afraid of failure as well? So, um, and then the other chapters also get weaved in, such as forgiveness, self-care. You know, a lot of people are looking at forgiveness. A lot of people want, you know, we, you know, we're, we're in resistance mode when we, we can't for, forgive. When, when, when and it puts us in such a state of deep pain, we can't move forward unless we forgive right. others, right. you know? So all these factors, you know, um, really helped kind of build the structure of the book. And I just really wanted to help people mm -hmm. and put out my thoughts there. And uh, believe me, I was scared. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was, you know, a lot of personal stories are interweaved throughout mm -hmm. the book. And uh, many times I was like, do I really want to share this? And then I said, you know, what the heck? If this is going to help people and create value in their lives, why not? You know? Right, right. No, that's, that sounds incredible. But tell me, you know, that, that, that's a lot what you've said to us. And for anybody listening in who's, you know, it can be a little bit intimidating that 
oh my God, there's 11 things there that she's, you know, advising us to do. So if you were to, if someone is starting off on this path of trying to, I would say, make their lives whole, as you put it in your book, what are the three top things you would say that start with these and everything else might flow from there? Yeah, so that's a good question. So it really depends on what stage of journey you're on. So for somebody who's a beginner and hasn't really read many self-help books, then I would say the best chapter to start on is the willpower chapter. That's gotten tons and tons of um, positive feedback because, again, a lot of people are struggling with self-discipline. Yes. And so I have all these really cool tools there uh, to help you kind of get onto that track, like the chain method and breaking things down into chunkable steps. Um, and again, a lot of it is based on brain science because, mm -hmm. you know, the, the whole book is neuroscience fact. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, you know, uh, I would say willpower is definitely one that's been really popular. Um, humility, again, we talked about that earlier. And forgiveness. I cannot tell you the amount of people that have come and said, you know, I've tried that, I've tried that practice you know, of what you said, and it's really helped. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say these three have been really instrumental and have helped people on their journey, you know, especially from the feedback. But my personal favorite one is the one on courage, because okay. that one really talks about, um, you know, we don't realize how scared we are of being successful you know, or how, how scared we are of achievement. Mm -hmm. um, and so that really is what really, that's my favorite chapter in the book, I have to say. But yeah, so it really depends what journey you're on. If, you know, you're a beginner, then these are three good chapters to start on. Um, and, then, um, and then you have, of course, you have all the, the other ones as well. For somebody who's well-seasoned, um, then, you know, you can just go ahead. It's, it's, it's an easy read. It's not, it's not complicated. It's yes, pretty, it is. yeah, it's got the summary and, you know, it's all very succ uh, succinct. So it's easy to kind of go through each chapter. No, it was a, it was a pleasure to read. So now tell me, Pooja, you said that you, everything is neuroscience backed. So tell me yes. a bit about the science behind your theories. Okay. So each chapter has, is, is all backed by MRI brain scans. So, of course, now today, the scientists, neuroscientists, mm -hmm. they've been doing this for years, but they never had access to, you know, actual proper brain scans. You know, when you see all those nodes on people's heads mm -hmm. and they, they were doing it on monkeys for many years. So now with the advent of, you know, all this advanced MRI technology, um, each chapter kind of, I didn't want to go too deep into science mm -hmm. because I was worried that it might throw people off. But, um, but there's a lot of neuroscience to back it, you know, such where, uh, like, for example, how the prefrontal cortex of our brain um, plays such a large role in the things that we do, uh, or like how the amygdala, you know, dictates a lot of the things that we do as well. So there's a lot of, you know, studies on the brain, which I've kind of interweaved into the book as well, because I feel like people need credible uh, evidence. You know, I, there's so many self-help books out there that are kind of fluffy, and I really didn't want that. I wanted something that was solid. I wanted something that made sense, that people could relate to, and go back to reports and, and check, and, you know, because I think, I think there's so much out there now that, you know, there's a tendency to get a bit confused. So, no, so, so you're absolutely right, and it's that's 
that's what makes it so interesting is that you back things by neuroscience, which I think is going to be the new way of doing things or which is the, the you know, because even like, even people like Joe Dispenza would do that. He backs everything with, with scientific evidence. So you can't just say, oh, it just happened. It doesn't matter. You know? Correct. That, Correct. That and he's, he's a big inspiration to me. I love Joe Dispenza. I mean, I've attended some of his workshops and the actual, like I've actually experienced, you know, that movement in my body. Uh, and you would never, you know, you, again, I went in completely blind. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I had already been practicing NLP for many years, but just being there was mind blowing. He's, he's really definitely a big inspiration. Yes, yes. So also now tell me a little, let's get into NLP a little bit. So you would, you know, I mean, from what I can understand about NLP, tell us a little bit about cellular memory and how you work towards changing that. Okay, yes. So cellular memory, and the, I, I love the way you, you've kind of talked about cellular memory because in NLP, we kind of refer to it more as there's an expression that neurons that um, fire, uh, fire together, wire together, so, and vice versa. So neurons that are wired together, fire together. So what does that mean? Basically, NLP is the science of really rewiring your patterns and habits and beliefs so that you are able to change your behavior. So, and just going a bit sciencey here, um, in our brain, we have loads of neurons that are operating and it takes about 21 to 30 days to develop a habit. Each, each day we work on a habit, the same mm -hmm. habit, and the recommendation is to really work on one at a time, not to do too many. Um, at that point, the myelin sheath, which is the fat kind of insulating our neurons, get thicker and thicker and they insulate the neurons so that they travel faster to the amygdala, which is the part of our brain responsible for emotion. Okay. So what's interesting is that the more that we practice um, you know, a habit, the easier it becomes. This is the beauty behind um, you know, being consistent behind your mm -hmm. habits. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there's some evidence to even say that after 30 days, the actual connection between neurons becomes 100 times faster. So, okay. so this, this is why NLP is so important. And now, of course, you must have heard of neuroplastic, uh, neuroplasticity, which is really the science of how adaptive our brain is as an organ. So we can actually do anything we put our minds to if we understand this. The thing is people give up really quickly mm -hmm. because you know, of, of thoughts and beliefs. Mm -hmm. But if we understand the way the brain works, then, you know, and we have faith in it, then we are able to do things that are more consistent and mm -hmm. we're able to break uh, old patterns of thinking. We're able to break old, um, especially um, you know, negative thinking and things that have kind of stopped us from doing things that we want. So really important to understand the brain science of, of, of how habits and disciplines are formed. And I love NLP because um, it really rewired the way that I think. And it's mm -hmm. also about reframing the way that you think, right? So, you know, there's certain presuppositions like people are doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. Mm -hmm. And people are not their behaviors. What does that tell us? That tell us that, you know, it, that enables us to forgive people much easier because everyone's operating from their, their very set belief systems, which have been mm -hmm. ingrained 
or they've had experiences that have caused them to act this way. When we know that, then we're able to forgive much faster too. Okay. So it's, it's an integration, you know, this is, it, it's all about, really our life is all about the mind. That's, that's all there is to it. Lovely, lovely. Now tell me in your health and wellness journey, and you've obviously been on an interesting journey to, for it to have culminated into NLP and then the book. So tell me, what are some of your biggest learnings? You know, um, I really, I think I'm 40 now. And mm -hmm. I like this question because it's a never ending journey, right? Every yeah. day you learn a new thing. Every experience brings you a whole different flavor of, you know, it, 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 it you know, you, you get, you just become so much more alive, you know, in mm -hmm. so many ways. But I would say the biggest thing for me has been the realization that, you know, I've placed so much importance on other people and their thoughts and the way that they react to me. And I never, ever once considered what I thought. Mm -hmm. I never placed emphasis on, on, on my thoughts, on, on my feelings. And I think this is quite normal. I think this is very human. Mm -hmm. We grow up having that kind of, you know, um, dependence on the outside world to feel good inside. But when I started writing this book, the, the journey was beautiful because as I was writing through the 11 virtues, I realized, uh, and I also learned as I wrote, that you know, being strong with these 11 virtues is more than enough for me mm -hmm. to remain whole and complete and, and feel you know, a, a permanent sense of contentment. So it's really, you know, I think for me, and you know that I, I mentioned earlier that I'd suffered from a lot of anxiety yes, and that was because yes. I was always dependent on the external world. For and thank you for sharing that with us. That's, you know, that's very brave that you shared that with us. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's just something that um, was, you know, was one of the reasons that I actually wrote the book because I felt that, you know, again, like a lot of people are going through it, especially now. Um, that, you know, that, that for me was, was a big, wow. I mean, uh, you know, anxiety can be bad. I mean, you know, you're some, at some points you have no control on your body and, you know, it starts doing things that, that, you know, probably even take you to a hospital, but, um, yeah. So I, you know, I learned a lot through anxiety as well. I learned how to quiet the mind. Um, I learned how to really just focus within. And I think I really needed that. I've, I've always been spiritual, but but that was a big shock in my life. And that really shifted. It was a huge paradigm shift for me in so many ways. Okay. What advice do you have for the followers? Yeah. So I, I, I'm just gonna leave like that advice with what my, my favorite quote by Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, because that to me, I think also has helped me a lot on my journey. And it's all about altruism. It's all about service. So um, it's the day that you feel hopeless uh -huh. and horrible on that day, go out and ask somebody, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And he says that that that's service that. will bring a revolution in you. Okay. So that's, 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 that's something it's, it's all about stepping out of yourself also, you know, it's about when you're going through a rough time, the best thing that you can do is also help people at that point in time because that 
gives you perspective. It also allows you to step out of yourself. Um, yeah, and I've tried it. It's worked miracles. You know, sometimes, you know, as women, we go through hormones, we're, you know, all over the place. But, you know, we have bad days. But it's that stepping out of yourself. It's that ability to, to, to help others. And really from a true sense of, 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 of helping, of service. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, I think um, it shifts your whole perspective. It really does. That's wonderful. That really is lovely. But then one of the questions was that, you know, when you're going through an anxiety attack or a panic attack, at that yeah. point, what advice do you have for people? Because, you know, none of this makes sense. And exactly as you said, you know, earlier, that when you're going through something, then you're not thinking rationally. So what yes. is the best advice you have for that, that point in time? So a panic attack is actually very different from an anxiety attack. Okay. A panic attack is something that happens really quickly. And, you know, it's like suddenly you feel like you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you start to get um, tingles on your body or your eyes get blurry, your vision. Um, an anxiety attack is more like lasts longer. Mm-hmm. So anytime you have a panic attack, what's happening is that your all the energy in your brain gets diverted from your prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for all rational thinking. And all that energy and blood flow goes to the amygdala, which is responsible for emotion and fight or flight. Uh So it's no wonder at that point that we're not able to control our emotions. Uh Um, so so, So really quick techniques to come out of a panic attack would be like stepping into a really cold shower or, you know, really cold because what that does is it 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 shocks the body and then the you know um it it kind of it 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 tells the body okay listen this is real danger it's not perceived danger um and um another thing that is recommended is to massage the back of your neck over here between the neck and the skull and and the skull yeah there's like a slightly like soft point that's also very therapeutic um even chewing on something like gum or an apple you know and then of course there's a lot of people that say uh you know engage your senses when you you know immediately engage your senses so you know look out look at something like look at color the color of something um listen to something um taste something um you know and or touch something so engaging those thoughts to get that 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 energy back into your prefrontal cortex yes okay yes Okay. So um, now so for long term, that's for panic attacks. So yeah. Anxiety attacks are more like, you know, you're stressed out for like a number of hours and, um, you know, you can't understand what's going on. You go, go into like a really negative kind of frame of mind. Um, you're snapping at people. And um, for that, then that's when the deep breathing really becomes really powerful. Of course, you can do the deep breathing as well during a panic attack. But panic attacks, you don't really... Um, have, you know, uh, the, you're Mm. so, it's so quick and it comes on so strong that you're not able to really even do those deep breaths. Mm. But, you know, when you, when you're having like, uh, like kind of a rough day of four or five hours where, you know, you know, you're anxious or you're nervous before going on stage or you've got a a big project and, you know, you're just feeling really a lot of anxiety, then, then that, that's a good idea. And I do something called the Wim Hof method. Oh, you which do the is, Wim Hof method, which I is that's where method. you got your cold showers from, is it? Yes, yes. yes. 
So I, I love the Wim Hof method. In fact, I'm actually going on Sunday to do the ice bath. Um, and I feel like that has, um, uh, again, that's revolutionary as well, because, you know, there's so much that breathing can do to help um, our state of mind and it lifts us completely. So that's something I'd really recommend on a long-term basis for people that suffer from anxiety. Okay, so and you would uh, and the Wim Hof method, method obviously people can Google and look at on YouTube or online, right? Yes, and in fact you can download the app as well. And the app is actually really, um, it's really user friendly, and they've developed it even further to like add music, and so it's really cool. It's it's like okay. a, it's fun to do, you know, that's and you lovely. have to do it on an empty stomach, because uh, you know that's when you're deep breathing. Um, it, it, you know, it really helps at that point. So definitely, okay. I would really recommend the Wim Hof method as well. Okay. Deep breathing every day definitely is, is a must. Some people like to chant. I mean, mm -hmm. I think chanting also is, is, is very healing as well for somebody suffering from anxiety. But I would say that it has to be a combination of many factors. You really have to work on yourself. You have to work you have hard. To yes, yes. Yeah. That's lovely. Thank you, Pooja. That was such an enlightening chat. And I hope people benefit. And I hope lots of people read your book. Thank you Thank so you. much for being Thanks, here. Thanks, Anshu, for having me. It was lovely to speak to you. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Wellness Curated podcast. Please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. And here's to you leading your best life.